If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. Well, pardon me, but we're going to be a little abstract on this one. Here are 10 tips on how to write an abstract. Writing an academic paper can take months of hard work and a whole lot of spent nerves. Once it's finally done and you're ready to submit it to a journal, take part in a conference, or complete your master's thesis or PhD dissertation, you'll also need to create an abstract of your paper. Since this writing summarizes and represents your work, you'll want it to be picture-perfect, right? Well, lucky for you, we've put together some tips on writing the best abstract, so pay close attention. Now, before you start taking notes, don't miss your chance to become the first to see all our updates. Just click subscribe and turn on post notifications. Alright, number one, find out the requirements. Now, an abstract isn't an essay or some blog post where your imagination can run wild. Whether you're writing it to apply to a conference, grant, journal publication, or work project, find out if there are any specific requirements regarding its length and style. In case the rubric or guidelines you received set a word count limit, stick to it. This is exactly the case when there can be too much of a good thing, and even the most beautifully written abstract will be either rejected or cut down severely. The typical word limit for an abstract is 150 to 200 words, but you still need to find out your specific criteria. Number 2. Pick the right type. When it comes to abstract types, you have two options to choose from – descriptive versus informative. Normally, descriptive abstracts are written for shorter papers, and informative ones for longer, more technical pieces. It's better to find out which type is required for your specific writing. Both types basically serve the same purpose of summing up your work, but have different components. So you don't want to choose the wrong type and end up leaving out really important points. Descriptive abstracts, as you can probably tell by the name, Briefly describe the work done without drawing any conclusions or mentioning the results of your research. They briefly mention the purpose, methods, and scope of the research, normally in no more than 100 words. Informative abstracts are more frequently required than descriptive ones. They go further than just describing your work. They talk about the results and conclusions you've reached in addition to all the components of a descriptive abstract purpose, methods, and scope. So, it comes as no surprise that informative abstracts are usually longer than the other type. But still, they're normally no more than 10% of the whole research project. You might also come across a third type, critical abstracts. They're not that popular, but if you have to provide one, you should know it requires relating and maybe critiquing the abstracted work to the writer's own research. Number 3. Consider your readers. Ah, an important question to ask yourself before you start writing an abstract is, who's gonna read it? Fellow scholars from the same research field will easily get the ideas and special terminology you use. 
while average readers, or people from another scientific field, probably won't grasp complicated concepts. Consider your audience and adapt your writing in such a way that readers will easily be able to get the main idea of your work. A lot of people glance through scientific journals looking for content that might be useful for them, too. So help make that process a little less daunting for them. Number 4. Explain the importance of your research. As you get down to actually writing the abstract, there are four key points you want to hit when explaining the importance of your research to your readers. Why you decided to conduct this research in the first place. Why it matters to you and could matter to others. How the research went and what results it brought. And finally, why others should spend their time and effort reading your entire work. Number 5. Explain the problem and your methods. It's really important to define the scope of your research. Does it solve some general problem or a more specific issue? Also, it's imperative that your research has a key claim or argument, which is definitely worth mentioning in the abstract. You should also talk about the sources you've used, your approach to the research, and the evidence you can provide to support your arguments. In other words, you have to explain your research methods. Number 6. Avoid copy-pasting. I know you're a proud, bona fide researcher, but even that doesn't mean you can simply copy-paste whole lines from your personal project to build an abstract. It should be an independent piece of writing, and not a collage of disconnected paraphrased sentences. Make it beautiful and intriguing. Write it from scratch in such a way that it'll grab the reader's attention and make them want to read your entire paper. Using new vocabulary and phrase structure will help you avoid redundancy. Don't get carried away, though, and don't quote other works or studies that aren't mentioned in your paper. This is not the situation where you can hook the reader by misleading them. Also, don't give any explanations or definitions in the abstract. You don't want to be too detailed with your overview. Number 7. Keep it well-structured and logical. No matter how short it has to be, your abstract should be built according to the usual essay model and have an introduction, body, and conclusion. Remember, it's not just about what you write, but also the order you put it in. Keep it logical and concise. Say exactly what you want to say without any ambiguity or double entendres. Don't use any acronyms or abbreviations. Your word count limit probably won't allow you to explain them anyway. Tables, graphs, sources, and long quotes don't belong in your abstract for the same reason. Brief yet informative is what you're aiming for. Number 8. Include key phrases and words. You're probably well aware of how an internet search works. You type in whatever you're looking for, and the smart system finds millions of results for you. If you want your prospective readers to be able to find your work among millions of publications, adding 5 to 10 important keywords or phrases to your abstract will certainly help. Try to guess what people could be looking for, so that your work pops out at the top of the search results. Also, keywords can determine how review committees or editors judge your work. It's in your own interest to make that choice obvious, 
so that experts in the right field will peer-review your writing and consider you among their rank. 9. Sum it up Depending on the type of your abstract, it either will or won't contain a description of your conclusions. An informative abstract should explain what answers the research help you find, and if it supported your original argument. In any case, even if your abstract is descriptive, it does need summarizing. It should explain the general meaning and the importance of your research. Number 10. Editing and proofreading. If you think you can't possibly make any mistakes in just 200 words, <laughs> think again. Check your abstract several times for grammar and spelling. And don't forget to format it the right way. Another pair of eyes won't hurt either. We sometimes can't see our own mistakes while others can spot them a mile away. Also, ask your friend or whoever is proofreading for you to tell you if the writing makes sense to them or is too complicated or vague. If you have a chance, ask your professor or a professional in the field of your research to do the proofreading for you. An expert opinion is definitely important to make sure everything is alright with your work.